This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, October 18th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. There is a massive rift in the labor market, and immigrants could help fill those gaps to keep products and services moving through our economy. Sadly, the Trump administration imposed substantial hurdles to migration to the United States, and Joe Biden hasn't done much to change it. Cato's David Beer details the executive action that could allow more workers into the U.S. Many employers are having a difficult time hiring. Unions have sensed an opportunity in terms of employers who are still employed to try to organize those workers to form unions. And on the other side of this, we have a massive amount of potential labor that is being told, you can't come to the United States at all. Is that about right? That's right. Uh, I mean, we have two different ways of looking at this. There's the population of immigrants and foreign workers and refugees who the economy would normally expect to be there who are not because of restrictions on immigration imposed by the Trump administration and continued by the Biden administration. We looked at this and it's about a 1.2 million uh, person deficit in the number of work eligible foreigners who uh, have been kept out as a result of the pandemic uh, restrictions. So that's a that's a very substantial part of the 10 million job openings in the economy that uh, you know we've had over this summer. Um, but we also have, in addition to that, we have nine million people who are waiting for a green card through family sponsorship or employer sponsorship. Those people, are also uh, a potential source of labor. And, um, you know, both of these backlogs and and weights are really reaching unprecedented and historic scale. And, um, you know, there's not any effort bipartisan or even partisan to address the needs of employers to get these workers from outside the country. The immigration reform efforts in Congress uh, right now are mainly focused on the workers who are already here, who are already working and contributing, as opposed to those who are outside the country who are trying to get here. So from the perspective of employers, is there a great sort of clamor for uh, raising immigration caps or at least making it easier to allow these people to come in on visas? Absolutely. This is the number one issue for um, many employers, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has prioritized this issue and its outreach to, to Congress and to the administration. Um, but uh, the situation is politically, it's just not in the cards to do immigration reform through Congress right now. And there's too much uh, disagreement about how to approach the issue. And the Biden administration ha- is so focused on the pandemic and COVID and, and uh, all of that that uh, it has not uh, wanted to, to detract from its COVID efforts by reopening um, consulates, reiss- you know, issuing more visas, uh, speeding up processing, anything like that um, they think would hinder its political cause in terms of um, looking like it's doing everything it can to control the the pandemic and the virus. If there were one simple change, a politically sellable change that could 
ease the pressures that employers are facing. And let's keep in mind that businesses have been, in many cases, on the ropes for well over a year, coming up on two years, uh, having this difficulty of employment, either being shut down entirely uh, or being allowed to reopen with uh, much smaller capacity or limitations. And now they're facing uh, potential supply chain problems. So uh, what would be the small, sellable proposal from you to uh, ease the difficulties that employers are facing and to be clear, the, the, the potential workers are facing? Well, look, the most important short-term change is that the State Department has to reopen consulates. Uh, right now, we have a majority of our consulates, which issue all of the visas, which authorize travel to the United States, are at least partially closed. And 40% of them are fully closed to anything but not uh, an emergency appointments um, for visa applicants. So this is what's driving that 1.2 million uh, person shortfall in immigrants uh, who would be otherwise eligible to work in the United States. The State Department has to reopen those consulates. They have to process not just at their capacity pre-pandemic, they have to go above and beyond to uh, reduce the backlogs that have been created during the pandemic. So we have 500,000 immigrant visa. These are permanent resident uh, applications abroad who are unable to travel to the United States because uh, the State Department isn't booking their appointments. So we have nearly 500,000 people waiting for appointments. The State Department scheduled in October just 25,000 appointments. And you do the math on that, it's going to be more than a year and a half before um, just the current people in the backlog are able to get an appointment and travel to the United States. So that's, um, you know, that's what's driving all of this is, is the State Department um, refusing to, to process people. And that's an administrative change that doesn't require a change in Congress. It's really just about actually uh, applying and enforcing and carrying out the laws that Congress already enacted. And um, the Biden administration has just shown no willingness to do this. And in fact, uh, since August, there hasn't been any increase in the rate of reopening at all uh, at, at consulates. I mean, we've had 40% or more closed uh, throughout the entire summer and into, into October now are, are fully uh, closed to non-emergency um, appointments for non-immigrant um, visas. So these are work visas, these are business traveler visas, um, student visas, and the, and the rest. Um, so, um, you know, the State Department has really not received the focus that we've seen on Border Patrol and Department of Homeland Security and these other immigration agencies and uh, the State Department's the one holding it all up. Um, and, uh, you know, the consequence of this, I think we see at the border. Um, you don't let immigrants into the country to fill roles. Um, there's going to be a lot of jobs available for people who are traveling to the border illegally. For anyone who has tried to uh, eat at a restaurant recently, uh, especially a restaurant where people uh, receive like tip credit wages or minimum wage or something like that, it's been kind of a difficult situation. I can only imagine what the people who are uh, running those businesses are going through. What is the the fallout for average Americans? Fewer services, poorer services across the board, um, higher prices, 
at the grocery store, higher prices at restaurants, um, at, uh, at uh, other um, facilities. I mean, if you look at what happened over the summer, I mean, many of the number one tourist destinations for Americans were at reduced capacity uh, because of the labor shortage. And I know pools in our area, many of them could not find lifeguards uh, because they were largely dependent on Eastern European students coming over uh, to fill those roles. And um, so kids are missing out on visiting the pool. We're paying higher prices at the grocery store. We're paying higher prices at restaurants. We're having to wait uh, a long time to be able to access restaurants. And I, I just think that the impact is really on a daily basis in many ways, um, both hitting the pocketbook as well as just uh, missing out on opportunities that uh, immigrants would be providing through the services uh, that they provide when they come here. And, um, you know, this is a fixable problem. It's one with a governmental cause, and we could address it tomorrow. David Beer is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>